Patrick Elias with 2.32 left in the third. And the Devils have taken a 2-1 lead. Here's Grossman with a wrist shot and Brodeur snatches it out of midair. Here's 88. Lindros makes the move. And Lindros is powered down to the ice by Scott Stevens. What is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Trey Matthews. My apologies for not posting an episode yesterday. Unfortunately, I got caught up in a lot of other work, so I wasn't able to record an episode and post it. So I will make it up to you guys. I will be posting on Saturday. That's right. You're going to get an episode on the weekend. What better way to enjoy your weekend than to be talking about the New Jersey Devils? I mean, seriously. If you hadn't checked out the last episode, I posted about Tom Fitzgerald and I basically broke down his interview with Amanda Stein, similar to what I did with Marty Brodeur and Lindy Ruff in their respective interviews. I gave you my insight, gave some background information, and overall gave my final opinion. I will not spoil that go pause this podcast episode and check the last one all right so everybody knows that slowly but surely the reopening is around the corner everything is slowly not entirely getting back to normality but there's still some rules and regulations that we all must oblige to in order to remain safe the same remains for sports even though they are reopening there's still some rules and regulations that they must also oblige to like every other citizen and I want to talk about two things things. One is a not only a sports issue, but it's a worldwide issue. And the second one involves heavily around sports. What are we going to talk about? Well, we're going to talk about, remember back in the pilot episode, my first episode of being a host where I stated that sometimes we will discuss things that are bigger than hockey. Well, since the Devils aren't in the playoffs and the network gave me permission to just go off and just try new things, I feel like it's an appropriate time to address what's happening in our world, what's happening in our society, things that I've come to realization while observing and being also being happy that sports are coming back. But these issues, what's being said, cannot go ignored. So like I said, myself and a lot of other people are excited with the return of sports. And that excitement ranges all the way from the East to the West Coast and even to our nation's capital in Washington, D.C., And our president, Donald J. Trump, just tweeted something so insensitive, so stupid, and completely idiotic and uncalled for. And you know what? Why am I not surprised when he does this? He tweeted verbatim at 6.24 a.m. Eastern Time on July 21st, looking forward to live sports, but anytime I witness a player kneeling during the national anthem, a sign of great disrespect to our country and our flag, the game is over for me. Seriously, dude, do you see what's happening in our world? And are you just that naive and that insensitive that you must tweet something like that out? Come come on, man. Like, use your common sense. I know this is locked on Devils. I know you guys want to hear just about the New Jersey Devils and potentially what else is going on in the NHL. And I know most of my listeners are not only Devils fans, but they're hockey fans. But I think a good majority of my listeners are also sports fans. So I think we can discuss this. I'm going to jump the board a little bit. I'm going to talk about hockey. I'm going to talk about baseball. I'm even going to talk about NASCAR to an extent and even uh, football because I I just can't hold it in. And I want to use my platform to express my opinion and just give my personal insight. By no means can I speak for anyone else. I can't speak for my friends. I can't speak for some of my family members. I can't speak for everyone. I just speak 
for myself, Trey Matthews, and here's my personal opinion on it. When someone kneels, they're not disrespecting the national anthem. It has nothing to do with the military. It has nothing to do with the flag. So where did this all start? Well, let's go back a couple years ago. Let's look at Callan Kaepernick. He kneels during the national anthem. He says that the reason for his actions was because he was tired of seeing the oppression, the unfairness that black people face every single day. And he says, until that flag represents what it's supposed to represent, which is freedom, unity, I'm not going to stand. And you know what? He also said that the military work hard and that their actions just go in vain because they're fighting for freedom. But how come the country is not holding their end of the bargain and giving us that? Ladies and gentlemen, I am an African-American myself and I face these issues every single day. I don't know what you have to go through day in or day out. But sometimes my life in my skin, it ain't glamorous. It's not easy. There are things that I have to deal with that a lot of other people don't get to deal with. And sometimes it's not even the brutality. It's not even the force. Sometimes it's the wording. Like, what makes you say this? What makes you think that? What makes you think, oh, wait, wait, why do you act this way? You're not supposed to act this way. So you're stereotypically putting me into a box saying I'm supposed to act quote unquote black, which is not true. You just speak the way you speak, you act the way you act, you just act the way you're raised, you do this or that because of the household you grew up in. There is no proper way to speak. That's why we have accents. You speak the way you were taught. Speech is mimicry. Actions are mimicry. Your interests are mimicry for the most part. So to my viewership, whether constant or new, please, please just think of it from that perspective because perspective is everything. That's how we get compassion, understanding, empathetic. That's how we move as a society forward to a better place. Listen, I'll be fair, and if you don't wanna get it, that's fine. You don't have to get it, but at least respect and understand the people who might have a different opinion than you. Just because someone thinks differently than you, just because they have a different opinion, it does not mean they hate you, okay? They just think differently. But there's no need to be malicious. There's no need to attack that person. There's no need to call them names. You don't need to call them weak. You don't need to call them disrespectful. You don't need to say, as Donald Trump would say, get that son of a bitch off the field. You don't need to say things like that. That's not appropriate, and that's not what we need as a society. Compassion, love, understanding, that goes a long way, and quite honestly, that's more impressive in my opinion. I just want to say for the record, I am a huge stock car racing fan. I've been going to the races since I was a little kid, and it really hurts me to see the NASCAR community not accepting progressiveness. For people saying that Bubba Wallace, the only African-American driver, was the one who put that noose in his garage, saying that he's like Jussie Smollett, stop saying he's Bubba Smollett, as I see on Twitter. And it quite honestly, it hurts me dearly seeing that trend. That's not who he is. That's not what happened. If you don't know what happened, don't speak on it, okay? Here's what happened in actuality. He was informed by the president of NASCAR who was alerted from his crew official. As far as we know, he never saw the noose. And yet Donald Trump, who didn't tweet any support of him before the FBI investigation, just says, don't you think Bubba should apologize for this hoax? It wasn't a hoax. If you want to call it a hoax, then you better say that the president of NASCAR was in on it. You better say that the crew member was in on it. That's just complete and utter BS.
Let's go back to the NFL and wind back the clock just a few months ago when Drew Brees said that he would not kneel for the national anthem and he found it very disrespectful if someone did. Everyone came at him. Everyone said that was insensitive and not an appropriate thing to say. And Laura Ingram, who's one of the reporters at Fox said, you know what everyone, he's entitled to his opinion. You are very much fundamentally correct. He is entitled to his opinion. But tell me this, riddle me this, why did you go at LeBron James and Kevin Durant when they said that they did not endorse Donald Trump and you said, shut up and dribble? How would you like it if I said, shut up and get back to the kitchen? That's disrespectful, that's uncalled for, and there's no need for that if someone has a different opinion than you. You don't need to say things like that, Laura. Even if someone has a different opinion than you, okay? You are fundamentally correct. He is entitled to his opinion, but you can't have a double standard. You have to play two ways, and that goes to everyone. Don't have a double standard, people. Do I need to reiterate myself? The reason Kaepernick kneeled is because he said that the military, they fight for freedom, they fight for unity, but unfortunately, America is not holding their end of the bargain, and that just goes in vain. His words, not mine. He also stated that it's just the oppression and he says unless that changes that's why he won't stand just putting that back out there because it's double important i can't reiterate that enough trey this is locked on devils trey we want to talk about hockey we don't want to talk about the nfl we don't want to talk about nascar we don't want to talk about any of that fine let's talk about hockey how about former nhl goalie kevin weeks one time during his hockey playing career he was called the n-word and had bananas thrown at him during games how racist is that we're trying to grow the sport of hockey hockey is for everyone in this generation we want to welcome inclusion we want to welcome acceptance we want to welcome diversifying our great sport doing things like that we can't chase people away i had the pleasure of listening to kevin weeks speak during the black girls hockey club juneteenth special and it was just wonderful hearing him speak hearing his perspective and it just shows you that racism doesn't just go away not even for the most famous people. They deal with worldwide issues. So that's why when people say, Trey, we need to leave politics out of sports, you can't leave politics out of sports because at the end of the day, these people are human beings. These people go through what you and I go through day in and day out. It doesn't change because they're on a higher pedestal. It doesn't change because they have money. It doesn't change any of that. They're still human beings at the end of the day. They are people like you and me. I saw somebody say, Trey, I am no longer a fan of this certain baseball team because they knelt during the national anthem and I said, oh Lord, with the rolling eyes emoji. And he was like, Trey, why do we stand? Why do we sing it before every sporting event? Why, why, why? He was asking me all these questions trying to bait me. He was questioning my intellect and here was my response. I said, okay, you wanna play like that? Fine, allow me to ask some questions of my own before I answer yours. Why do they kneel for real? Why did that officer kneel on George Floyd's neck when he was asking for mercy, saying he couldn't breathe? Do they hate the military and or America, or do they love America so much that they want to express their freedom of speech slash right of peaceful protest by demonstrating something needs to change because they don't want hate in their country? Didn't Kaepernick say that he loves America and that it didn't have anything to do with the military? Don't hurt yourself or look it up. The answer to that is yes. I also stated it in this episode. Isn't this peaceful protest? Nobody's getting hurt nor 
anybody is looting anything. Isn't that what you wanted? What's your definition of peaceful protest? Please enlighten me. Even if you don't want to agree or understand my viewpoint and other people's, did you see me get all offended and dramatic when NASCAR allowed Confederate flags even though I didn't approve of it? Like I said, I'm a huge stock car racing fan. No, I acknowledge that a sport might have a different viewpoint than me, but I don't say hashtag boycott NASCAR, which by the way doesn't work. That gives them publicity and you fall right into that trap, by the way. Don't be saying that I'm no longer a fan of my favorite team just because I don't agree with them politically get over that try to have perspective and empathy and maybe you can at least understand I want to quote JFK all Americans are granted rights to peaceful protest those who make peaceful revolution impossible will make violent revolution inevitable I feel like I've said what I need to say in this portion of this episode I just didn't want this sort of topic to go unnoticed I just felt like it was the appropriate time to say something and don't be afraid to speak out because sometimes we do need to ask those tough questions to people who do not understand it so that way maybe they can start to understand it and see it from a new perspective because if I said it once I've said it a thousand times perspective is everything and yes it's an exciting time because everything is slowly but surely starting to get back to normality including the return of sports but when I saw things like that from Donald Trump and from other people and just expressing their hate to people's freedom of speech and freedom of peaceful protests I just felt like I needed to say something because stuff like this is important and I just want my viewers to get a good sense of who I am and I just wanted to use my platform to share my opinion and hopefully inspire others to share their opinion. I would like to give one last example. Look at what current New Jersey Devil defensive man P.K. Subban is expressing in his Twitter video that he posted back in early June, a few days after the unfortunate death of George Floyd, and also what he did afterward. This is his story featured in the City News Toronto. So let's give it a listen, and I will give you my perspective of how I just admire this so much. The narrative has been the same. No justice, there needs to be justice. Justice has to happen, change needs to come, but we need everyone. We need everyone and all people to look at our lives and see where we can help that change. Subban unloads and scores! Canadian NHL star P.K. Subban has been vocal about racial injustice and for years has been trying to create change. Today, he announced that he donated $50,000 to the GoFundMe page for George Floyd's six-year-old daughter while also getting the league on board. Reached out to NHL and NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman, and they have matched uh, 50000 so just to give my viewers some background information, P.K. Subban wears a hat that says change the game, which basically signifies that he wants to see more change in hockey. He wants to see more diversity. He wants to see more inclusion, more progressiveness, because the reason for that is P.K. Subban is obviously an African-American figure in this great sport of hockey. He's a well-known uh, player, defensive player of the year, won a Norris Trophy. He has been used in a lot of NHL marketing, including the popular EA Sports video game titled NHL. So yeah, people know P.K. Subban, even though they might not necessarily know hockey. And that's important because he's a good role model to be used to try to get more people of color included into a predominantly white popularized sport and I just want to say being vocal about wanting change being vocal about saying this needs to happen this needs to happen this needs to change this needs to change is great and all but make sure you put in the work so that way change can actually 
happen. And this usually happens behind the scenes, behind closed doors, when nobody is watching, when the cameras are turned off, when there's not thousands of people looking at you. So, and that's what Subban demonstrated. He said he donated $50,000 to George Floyd's daughter's GoFundMe page, and he informed the NHL, and they also matched that. And so you see, not only is he being vocal about wanting change, he's putting in the work to make change happen. And that's what we need to do. So being frustrated and being vocal, that's a great first step, but make sure you put in the work so change can happen. And for people saying, Trey, why is it only just Black Lives Matter? Doesn't my life matter too? Well, I wanna say this. They said Black Lives Matter. They never said only Black Lives Matter. They know all lives matter. Me, myself, and everyone else, we just need your help with hashtag Black Lives Matter for black lives are in danger. We know there's good cops in the world. However, we need the bad cops fired instantly. We need justice, and that's what we need more than ever. We don't want revenge. We want justice. We want to be heard. We want to be seen. We want to know that if something happens to us, justice will be served in the name of the law. Now, even though I've explained why I decided to do this particular episode and why I felt like it was appropriate to do so, I just want to admire how this Locked On Network also did a Black Lives Matter roundtable and was all the podcasters a part of the Locked On Network who are black come together and basically discuss their perspectives of being black in America and being being black, you know, journalists in this field of work cuz it's not easy and sometimes you're overlooked, sometimes you're undervalued and sometimes you're put into a box of stereotypes based on the way you act and speak and I can relate to that on so many levels because when I tell people that I am from Detroit, they presume that I escaped some sort of extreme which couldn't be further from the truth. They also said, "Wow, you talk so proper." And I'm just like, "That's not a compliment." So basically you're saying that I should talk quote unquote stereotypical black. That's just offensive and there's no proper way to speak as I mentioned. Speech is mimicry. Also, I just admired what Locked On did, which is they're not around the bush of, about this issue. They they took it head on and I just admire them so much that they had that round table. And why was I not a part of it? Well, I wasn't hired at the time. So since I'm officially a part of the Locked On Podcast Network now, I figured might as well have my own discussion and just give you guys my personal perspective, my personal narrative. Now, the world is getting better on an everyday basis. I've said this on this show before. My generation of being black in America is better than my parents. My parents' generation of being black in America was better than my grandparents. My grandparents was better than my great-grandparents. And you know what? I don't know how further back I need to go to get to the slave period, but you know, let me just put it into perspective. It's not that long in terms of history, American history at least. So in my first episode ever for Locked On Devils, I established that we're gonna have to be 100% real. We're gonna have to talk about topics like this. And I just felt like now was the right time to do so. It really is a scary and confusing time, but we as a society, we as a country will pull through. And I just see the progress each and every day. That guy I was telling you about uh, saying that he was never going to watch this particular baseball team again because they knelt for the anthem. He said, sad day in baseball. I was like, no, this is a happy day in baseball. This 
exemplifies growth, development, finally coming to an understanding, even if you don't get it personally. I'm not saying everyone should kneel for the anthem. You do what you want to do, but at least understand why the people who are kneeling are doing so. That's all I ask, because we just need understanding and love. That goes much further than hate and downgrading someone. Just putting that out there. So it's all love, Locked on Devils, and I just wanted to address it and we will revisit this topic. I don't know when, but I've, like I said, when I find the appropriate time, we got to keep things 100 on this podcast because I need to be 100% honest with you because we can't keep politics out of sports. It's inevitable because they're humans like us. So let's talk about just us as a human race that goes bigger than sports. This is bigger than hockey, and this is more than a game. Keep in mind, just remember that. Anyway, that's about all the time I have. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. And please, have empathy, and don't be afraid to change your perspective, so that way we can get understanding.